With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How much does Joshua Briscoe talk about Patrick Mahomes? What, do you want me to talk about Patrick Mahomes more? Because I will. I'll do it. I'm crazy. I'll do it. Almost entirely. I've carried this Patrick Mahomes hype for a full-term pregnancy. I want to birth it into the world. This is Almost Entirely Mahomes with Joshua Briscoe. Patrick Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers. On 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Where it sounds like I said the phrase, Patrick Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers. I actually said that Patrick Mahomes is better than Aaron Rodgers. Keep up with the show on Twitter at JB Briscoe. Pat Mahomes is Russell Wilson, but better. Market on ESPN Kansas City. Cut the music! Woo! Oh, what a start! If you thought that was weird, that sounded like a party popper to start a sports talk radio show. What a weird way. To, there's no way that's what happened. Uh, you can check out the Facebook page. It is hanging all over the microphone, which is great news for the cleaning lady. Because <laughs> that means I can clean this. Oh, it smells like gunpowder in here. Just stupendous. Oh, my goodness. I got more than I bargained for. How about you? Hamilton was great. What? I have experienced the Chiefs game from Sunday in a variety of ways at this point. All of them varying sorts of euphoric. We'll talk about every element of it. I I was literally... I The first thing that I saw with the Chiefs game was I got to check my phone for about 10 seconds during an intermission of Hamilton, which is what I was doing whenever the, the Patrick Mahomes era started in earnest. I was seeing Hamilton in Chicago with girlfriend Renee. How was it, by the way? Amazing. Legitimately so good. I will, And we'll talk more about that. Maybe later today, maybe throughout the week. I had a really busy weekend, and literally everything was good, but Hamilton was amazing. Like, I don't even, I don't, the the timing could have been better, but it was great. Also great, everything that happened yesterday, except for the Broncos winning. That was annoying, but I'm not really worried about it. Everything that happened in Los Angeles yesterday, chef kiss to the skies. The Chiefs have won the AFC West. Oh no! Did he say? Did he real? No, does he? He doesn't mean that, does he? Oh, I kinda do. The last things I was saying on this radio show as of Thursday was that Sunday's game was going to have a chance to completely turn the tides of the AFC West. If the Chargers won, they would continue having a slight advantage in far as far as scheduling and everything. And the Chiefs would kind of be playing from behind a little bit. And if the Chiefs won on Sunday, then everything turns on its head. Including me. Because I've, I'm breakdancing on the ground. Just losing my bleeping mind. 
And you want to know what's really crazy? Like, we will talk about Patrick Mahomes plenty today. Obviously. That is the name of the show today. It's the name of the show. It's almost entirely Mahomes. But I I need to be honest with you. I, I have seen every single snap of this game. But I saw most of it for the first time today. I saw highlights yesterday. I saw the fourth quarter live yesterday um, in a sports bar in Chicago. But the first three quarters I didn't see until today. So I was I knew the results of things. I knew what was being talked about. And I got to kind of experience it differently today it was really interesting and I learned a lot and I think you are going to be fascinated by some of the things I figured out today I'm legitimately so excited to share some of this with you and we'll obviously talk about again plenty of the Mahomes stuff because there are some things that he did in yesterday's game that were insane and not the 69 yards in the air nice but all of the other stuff that you go wait holy did he Watch that back again. Lots of those moments. Also, Tyreek Hill had lots of those moments. Anthony Sherman had one of those moments. Andy Reid had several of those moments. But because of who we are as Chiefs fans, do you know the main narrative that was going throughout Twitter yesterday into today? That, that I, I kid you not, without exaggeration, the most prevalent narrative among Chiefs fans, not national media, not Chargers fans, among Chiefs fans, the main narrative that I have seen on Twitter in these last 24 hours is, well, man, listen, if the Chargers just catch a couple of balls, oh, I mean, the Chiefs could have lost that game. First of all, Listen, okay, I, don't, I was going to say, first of all, go to hell. That's You know what? That's a little strong. Second of all, go to hell. First of, first of all, I kind of get it. It sounded like you said Goodell. First of all, I kind of get it. Second of all, go to hell. Third of all, go Goodell. I love the NFL's commissioner. <laughs> I don't. Don't mark that. Oh, Beard's marked it already. It's weird to me. Now, I understand the pessimism, and you are always looking for the glass to be half empty, or why the Tennessee Titans, or Indianapolis Colts, or New England Patriots, or Denver Broncos, or, or San Diego to Los Angeles Chargers, you're always waiting for one of those teams to come and snatch the glass out of your hand, half full, half empty, whatever. I get it. That's, we've been conditioned for that, right? We're conditioned for pessimism, because we're Chiefs fans. Well, Kansas City... Sports fans. Uh, absolutely. The Royals bucked it for a little while, but that's gone away again now. Like, we're like, oh, yeah, they won the they won a, uh, a Super Bowl. Yeah, the Royals won a Super Bowl. It's crazy how that happened. The Royals won they a World Series. Two. The Royals won a World Series and almost won two. And so we have a little optimism as a city, and it goes away when they start stinking again. But, man, I listen, I know, I know who I am on this one, okay? I know... If you're if you followed the show at all throughout the last year of this show's existence, since I was doing just weekends on A10 and stuff, since before the 2017 draft, you know what I've been saying about Patrick Mahomes. And as I've seen more of him, and I've seen him with Andy Reid and everything, my optimism has done nothing but grow. Yesterday was a chance for the optimism to either have a pin poked in it, not to pop a balloon, but you know. So it's like you, you take a little bit of the stuffing out of the beanbag. That could have happened yesterday. Or all of a sudden the beanbag's a hot air balloon and it's going to space. 
And sorry, the balloon's going to space now. And I am riding in the basket. I may suffocate at the top. I'm not worried about it. You know why? Because it's fun as hell up here. I don't, I'm a little lightheaded. Yeah, the altitude is really getting to me. It's a little disorienting. I'm having an awesome time. And so, Mahomes' excitement, offensive excitement, that I think most of us have gotten on the balloon for. But I've been as worried about the defense as anybody. I still am. I'm not going to tell you that the defense is actually secretly great. But you know what? It was fine yesterday. I did not expect that. Whenever I was watching the fourth quarter, I saw them getting whipped. Looking at Twitter, I I thought I had seen them getting whipped. Watched the game back this morning. That defense was not manhandled yesterday. It actually wasn't. And so, um, unbelievably, with the with the party popper out and the horns blown and the Mahomes intro played, I want to talk about the Chiefs' defense the day after the Chiefs start with a road win against their biggest divisional foe this year. And with Patrick Mahomes playing an extremely good and fun and exciting game, I'm starting with the defense and with, well, if it had just bounced a different way. Because you know what? I feel like I have to. I'm definitely worried about the Chiefs' defensive backs, right? I'm unwavering on that. I have been since they traded Marcus Peters. And if if Travis Benjamin catches the ball that hits him in the dong, which is a thing that happened, then the Chargers probably pick up three to eight points. But at the beginning of the fourth quarter, or you could say at the conclusion of three, the Chiefs were up 31 to 12. It was 30. Hello. Is this thing on? It was 31 to 12 after three quarters. And there were absolutely bad plays. And this team could really use Eric Berry. And this team could use Marcus Peters, Bashad Breland. This team, Eric Reed. This team could use some help. The ghost of Troy Palomalu could get a few snaps here. But it was 31 to 12 at the end of three quarters. And it's not always fair to do the analysis completely on the results, but that ain't bad. And I will not just do analysis, I will not just do results analysis here. I will go through the specifics of it in a minute, but we're starting broad because that's a more logical place to start. And Skandrick was immediately destroyed off the line of scrimmage on that on that Allen Keenan Allen touchdown at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That's bad. But still. The math on this doesn't check out. The, the pessimistic math that keeps showing up in my mentions of, well, if they would have just caught the passes that hit them in the hands and or dong, then this game goes completely the other direction, right? And actually, it really doesn't. Excuse me while I move some of these streamers. I've, I've gotten tangled up in them. The math doesn't check out. The drive in the second quarter where the, where the Chargers dropped two would-be touchdown passes, that drive ended in a touchdown 
anyway. There were no points left on the board there. Now, again, the Travis Benjamin deep drop that hit him in the dong could have added anywhere between zero points and eight points on that drive because that's how drives in football work. And then in the fourth quarter, the defense started playing really deep. They even pointed that out on the broadcast. They were trying to just, they were just keeping things in front of them. Which, is that a good strategy? I don't know. It worked fine. They won, like, pretty decisively. Whatever. I don't really care about that part. But the worst case scenario, if if that pass that, Trav- that Travis Benjamin pelvic thrusts into the ground, if that pass is caught, and then the next play, the Keenan Allen goes for a, just a huge touchdown, and then after that, Antonio Gates catches a two-point conversion. The literal worst-case scenario, if the, tra- if the Chargers catch every pass that they dropped, then at the beginning, uh, at the end of the third quarter, the Chiefs are still winning 31-20. to And listen, man, I don't think that Bob Sutton's a perfect defensive coordinator. I don't even know if I like Bob Sutton's defensive coordinator. I do a lot of moving around on that. But I don't think he's an idiot. And I don't think that this fourth quarter of defense would have looked the same if that game would have been a touchdown closer, eight points closer than it actually was. So let's say that Benjamin doesn't drop that bomb. The Chargers go get a touchdown, two-point conversion. You think Andy Reid's calling the offense the same way? Because they don't. Or what if you say, well, listen, man, if the Chargers didn't muff that punt, fine. All right, guy, fine. Yeah, if the Chargers didn't muff that punt and they caught every pass, this game would have gone differently. And if the Chiefs had Marcus Peters and the Chargers never let Drew Brees go, then yeah, all of the NFL would be different. If the Patriots never drafted Tom Brady, if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt. If, you know what, if Lamar Hunt ever would have brought the, the Texans to Kansas City, I yeah, man, all right. Things would be different if they went differently. I get it. At some point, what are we doing here? Like you, let's play in reality, please. And another thing. I know we need to take a break, Beats. I know. We got bumped by NASCAR today, so our first hour is short. We'll take a break in a second. This is my last point before we come back and talk almost entirely about homes. And the other thing. If, if you play this game where everyone catches every ball that hits him in the hands, which, by the way, I think is okay. If you say, hey, let's take some of the randomness out of this. If everybody did the thing that they were supposed to do, how does this game go? If everybody catches every pass that hits them in the hands, then Sammy Watkins has a big play that probably ends in a touchdown on that play. Or very well could have. At least it's a big play that I think eventually ended up being a three and out because he dropped it. And... Ron Parker has a second interception with three minutes left in the game. If everybody catches every pass that hits them in the hands, the Chiefs might win this game by more. So if you're going to play that game, you got to play it with both teams. I've been worried about the Chiefs' pass defense immensely. I've, I will give you the specifics on the pass defense and the rush defense whenever we come back. We'll get to Mahomes soon because it's a, that's the most fun thing. But I, I understand your pessimism. I really do. We've been conditioned to, to go that way. I have been that guy, man. Wasn't I that guy last year in huge chunks? Wasn't I that guy whenever the Chiefs couldn't beat any of the three trash teams from New York? I get it. I really do. I'm not doing it from yesterday. Yesterday, the better team won. Mistakes were made because football's... Play with an oblong ball. 
It's a weird game where guys who are paid to catch passes sometimes don't. It's weird, and that's how it works. The better team won on Sunday. And I think I said this. I've said this for months. I think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. I've never been more confident. Because things are going to get better. Because yesterday was a little bit sloppy. We'll talk about where the defense did well and didn't do as well as it could have. The same goes for the offense. We'll talk about all that coming up next on Almost Entirely Sports. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. Mahomes, Mahomes on the range. Where they allow some deep plays. With Joshua Briscoe. Where seldom is heard a failed third down conversion. And Albert Wilson never sees the light of day. On ESPN Kansas City. We're in a thousand places, Facebook-wise. Uh, we'll be taking your comments on the show just as much as we can. I apologize. Literally, like, this never happens, but if we can't get to it, I'm sorry. We're trying. We're, just run- we're gonna run out of show at some point. Uh, Kendall says, can we officially rename the show Almost Entirely Mahomes now? I think I could at least make a logo. I might at least do that. A couch logo. It's also pretty... Man, that's such a deep cut. There are people watching this show who have no idea what our relationship with couches are. Well, you know what? Then they should watch the show more often. That's true. Please, if you do uh, like today's show, we're here every day. Uh, chance that he'd never heard Mahomes on the Range. Yeah, man, Mahomes on the Range is one of my crown jewels. Uh, yeah, if you like this show so far or whatever it is that you're seeing, you can like the pages wherever you get them. You can follow me on Twitter at JB Briscoe. Um, it's good whenever people see good reactions on the social media and the Facebook pages and high viewership and everything because uh, they can be like, hey, bosses or advertisers, look at this. People like this stuff. We should do more with it. You want me to read a couple comments to you real quick? Please, let's do some rapid fire comments. Uh, over on the 810 page, uh, Daniel asked, do you think the defense will be better when Eric Berry gets back? Absolutely. My question at this point is when does he come back and how good does he look when he does come back? But yeah, absolutely. There are some places uh, when I was watching this game again today where uh, where they could have really used Eric Berry in a couple of specific situations. Uh, also on the 810 page, Manny Kushel of Q. Why is everyone tripping on the defense? Like, honestly, I've been horrified of the defense on paper for a long time, but it looked better yesterday than it did at any point during the preseason. I'll stand with that. Brad asked about Cam Irving and the offensive line. Uh, the good news is that I noticed the offensive line like twice. I don't know if I noticed Cam Irving one damn time, which is if you're the left guard, an awesome sign. Like, that is the best compliment that I can give to a left guard. I didn't even think about you. I had to think about you for three hours. So this is my just vaguely watching the game. Yeah. Um... Just while I was like cutting highlights and stuff, I didn't see Justin Houston. Me neither. What was he? Me was neither. He, was it the me. same thing as last year where he was just back in coverage? All I don't know. I didn't hear his name. I don't know. Me neither. That's one of the things I wrote down. Uh, so yeah, so let's let's crawl through some of that because Beard, you're, you are one hundred percent right. the The most concerning thing is that I didn't see Justin Houston. And this also here's my here's my theory on it right now. I'll ask uh, Seth Kaiser about this tomorrow. Because we talked a lot about Houston's usage last year, where Seth is like a big member of the Houston Bounce Back fan club. He was being used a lot last year as the guy that solves every every problem that pops up. And the defense yesterday was good. It was good enough, at least. It was at least good enough. Let's say that. It was good enough. If Justin Houston was the guy who had just had his finger in the, in the crack in the levee the whole time, Fine, man. That worked. That's better when it's Eric Berry's job because then, then Justin Houston can go back to being a weapon. But if Justin Houston was being duct tape for yesterday's game and that got you the win, 
I'm okay with it. But you're right, Beards. That stood out to me. It was like the third quarter. I was like, oh, man, I'm really not going to see anything from Justin Houston today, am I? You know who I did see a couple flashes from? D. Ford. Like, oh, he can still play a little bit also. Even when they were holding him? Even when they were holding him. I saw some things. I saw some things from the defense schematically that I was happy with from Bob Sutton. There, uh, just we can go any number of directions on this. We'll also hear from Andy Reid and and uh, Patrick Mahomes later on in the show. We got a little over an hour of show to give you here still today, so we'll get more comments. We'll hear from all of them and everything. Um, well, the, I want to just stick on the defense for just a second because the, the Patrick Mahomes thing is like almost like something you say about a veteran quarterback, but like I think we're almost all of the point of knowing what we're seeing, and it's just like, it's fantastic, right? The defense as a whole, though, has been the biggest concern. The, the, the team does go with Mahomes one way or another, but the biggest concern has been the defense. And I gotta tell you, the run defense was good. It was, especially between the tackles, it took 11 minutes before I saw a Chargers run play that did anything between the tackles. Uh, on Justin Houston again, Kendall commented, and it just, eh, uh, it's almost like Bob Sutton purposely game plans Houston out of the game. I think the best theory is that he's using Houston to stop the problems before they show up in other places. That's my thought. But it's also part of the reason the run defense was good, I'm sure. I'd love to go back and watch Justin Houston more specifically. But like I said, it, it took almost a quarter before the Chargers did anything between the tackles. And that play was super well blocked. Houston stayed and he held the edge on that play so it wouldn't bounce outside. The fullback trucked Ron Parker. Chris Jones needed to hold the double team on that one. He didn't. He needed to keep Hitchens clean. He didn't, so Hitchens got filled. And, and that was a play where I thought, man, Eric Berry probably solves that problem on that play. Uh, midway through the second quarter was the next time I saw a run play up the gut that worked. Everything else they did successfully on the ground this week was around the edges, to or around the edges. Later in the third, they did it also. Um, and at that point, like 10 minutes into the third quarter, I seriously think I saw, I think, three successful Chargers running plays that went between the tackles. The edges were a different story. There were some issues on the on the end. The defensive backs were not just make a Marcus Peters reference, but they're having a hard time tackling. So that was something defensively that I was worried about on the ground. Other than that, the run defense looked really good, which is not surprising. The pass defense was getting attacked. But again, we're doing a little bit of that, like, we, we you need you need to look at the results, right? Also, as Anita and Seamus pointed out in the comments, and, and Matt Derrick pointed this out on Twitter today. The Chiefs are playing defense in 100-degree heat in helmets and all their pads. They played 82 snaps defensively. That defense got tired as the game went on. And I think if the Chiefs' offense was in a place where it needed to continue to attack, they could have they could have uh, taken advantage of the Chargers' fatigue as well. Ultimately, though, the result was good. And the process was also good. That's what... I mean, there are so many things to be optimistic about. It's it's all good. My optimism continues to, to rise. Whenever we come back, we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes. No more fooling around. We'll talk about Patrick Mahomes coming up next. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe on ESPN Kansas City. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. I think we had a Patrick Mahomes jersey over in the 810 we studio. Did. I know. We I don't did. know what's happened to that. Shh. Oh, I'm sorry. Shh. It was a medium, so I'm currently on a starvation diet so I can fit into it. With Joshua Briscoe. I mean, uh, we had a, a Patrick Mahomes jersey that just disappeared? Woo, spooky! On ESPN Kansas City. I wish I had another popper to pop. <laughs> Chiefs beat the Chargers. Week one. Clinch the AFC West. What? Who said that? The Broncos looked a little better than I thought they would. I'll give you that. Raiders play the Rams tonight, right? That's going to be fun. I will... Um, this has been a really bad weekend for my credibility in this specific circle because I was seeing Hamilton in Chicago whenever the uh, the Chiefs game started, and tonight, whenever the Rams and Raiders play, I will probably be watching the Phantom of the Opera movie with Renee because today is girlfriend Renee's birthday. Happy birthday, girlfriend Renee. I guess I don't have to call you girlfriend Renee. I can just call you Renee. Whatever. So I am... I got to tell you, I'm really excited about uh, next Sunday because next Sunday I can actually just sort of sit and be on Twitter and flip through games, and that's really exciting. Uh, but I've got, I have watched every second of the Chiefs game. That happened. I did it this morning. It is fresh on my mind. By the way, I think I might just start doing that, doing like a Monday morning rewatch kind of thing. I enjoyed that. I think that's good for this show and content and my ability to enjoy the game. Uh, so that's all That's all well and good. Uh, as always, if you have anything you want to say, you can talk about it on any of the uh, the following mediums, the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page on Mondays, the Sports Radio 810 Facebook page. We might try to do that on Fridays also, Beards. I don't know. We need to figure that out. Uh, almost Entirely Chiefs, Almost Entirely Sports. You can tweet me at JB Briscoe. You can tweet at Kansas City ESPN, at Beards McFly. Uh, we're, we're all over the place. Week two will be extremely interesting for the Chiefs. We'll get to some of Andy Reid's comments on that in a little bit, um, but we've talked about a lot of the big things, and I also want to talk about Patrick Mahomes now, but there was a, uh, a question from Michael on the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page where he asked, what was the most impressive thing about the game? Tyreek Hill versus Patrick Mahomes. And I gotta tell you, Michael, that's a good question. I like that question a lot. Now, it's uh, it's irrelevant largely. It's it's all good, right? But I do think it's kind of a fun question to make sure we're talking about the game the right way. I'm obviously thrilled about what we saw from Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to use this as an excuse to talk about both of them. The the Mahomes to Tyreek Hill touchdown, um, after Tyreek Hill's punt return touchdown, the, the, the first offensive drive, that touchdown was fascinating. Because I think it was Mahomes' first read on a RPO, a run-pass option. Dead to the show, friend of the show, Kent Swanson was, was trying to sort of, we, we were sort of cross-checking that one. I think that's where we're out on that. But it's a shortish throw. 
that turns into a big play. It is also not in any way whatsoever, while being a short-ish throw, any sort of easy or normal throw. Because he was, he was whipping it sideways. He was not in, in, not in his natural arm slot or his ideal arm slot. His footwork is crazy. He's doing it from various foot platforms. And he just flung it into that window. And so everything that happens in that drive is fascinating to me because also of how the offense started in week one. It was a run. It was a quick little pass to, to Watkins that was like behind the line of scrimmage. Then it was Mahomes scrambling for the first. And then it was a, a short pass to Kelsey. He's only catching the day, I think. And then uh, that was after bobbling the snap. Good poise from Mahomes all day. And then that touched on the Tyree kill. And all of that comes together to that point I was making before the season about how I don't think I don't think that people are giving Mahomes and Andy Reid enough credit on some of these levels as far as what his completion percentage is going to be, his touchdown and interception ratio, stuff like that. I don't think I don't think that those guys are getting enough credit there because Andy Reid's going to give Patrick Mahomes some easy stuff. Mahomes is going to have to go out and, and make his own opportunities for the difficult throws, the difficult situations. He'll do those. Reed's going to give him some easy stuff. And also, there are so many things that didn't make the Twitter moments from this game. Like, we'll get to the whatever, the Anthony Sherman touchdown and stuff. But Mahomes, on the run, threw a 45-yard touchdown to Anthony Thomas. And it was only not actually a touchdown because it was perfectly broken up by the the Charger defensive back. He played it perfectly. All three parties involved there, uh, Mahomes, DeAnthony Thomas, and the defensive back for the Chargers, all three of them did their job, like, perfectly. Unfortunately for the Chiefs, the job of the defensive back was to not let DeAnthony Thomas catch it. But that play was beautiful. And then, even with the sort of basic stuff on Patrick Mahomes, and I know that we're kind of reverse engineering this whole conversation because we can geek out about the crazy stuff, but I want to make sure that you're paying attention to the other stuff. Again, the quote-unquote basic stuff. Because even with the quote-unquote basic stuff with Mahomes, if you can't see how he's different than Alex Smith or 90% of NFL quarterbacks, then I honestly, I just don't know if you know what you're watching. And, and I don't even, I don't blame you for that. Just like, look at it this way. Because sometimes I'm not sure I know what I'm watching. And go, oh yeah, this is what we're seeing here. Once the ball leaves his hand, as it's leaving his hand, everything moves at double speed. It's double time. Everything. Arm strength, largely in our conversations about him before the draft, after the draft, throughout last year, throughout the preseason. Arm strength, when I say arm strength, what do you think? Push-ups. Okay. Not what I was going for. Thank you, Beards. This time, say six Daniel touchdown bombs, okay? Okay. Whatever you think arm strength, what do you think? 69 yard touchdown! Woo! Bombs. Nice. Right, that's what you think of. That's what I think of. Whenever I think arm strength, I think of drop back and holy bleep, he's gonna hit the he's gonna hit the the jumbotron. But arm strength also shows up in that touchdown pass to Tyree Kill out of the front. Or right out of the gate. And a bunch of this, again, sort of basic stuff. Third and 13 from the 11-yard line. Mahomes scrambles right on the run. And he, just, he just sort of flicks the ball 40 freaking yards downfield. 
to a wide open Tyree kill. And that stuff doesn't happen in video games. Like that doesn't happen in real life. That doesn't happen. I, I, I don't, you don't see that happen. Aaron Rodgers does that sometimes. And I don't want to just keep equating Patrick Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers. That's, a, that's not a very fair way for a young quarterback to start his career. But I can't help it because I, you say, who else does that? Aaron Rodgers does that, and that might be the list. Like, the best of Jay Cutler may have been able to do that. Matt Stafford's on my TV in here. Matt Stafford, the best of Matt Stafford may be able to do that. Also, by the way, spoiler alert, Pat Mahomes threw four touchdowns yesterday, right? We are all there on that one. No picks. Just for your consideration. But that, that, that throw to Anthony Sherman, insane, man. Go back and watch that play again. Go pull it up on Twitter. Go find the gif. Go find the highlight. Watch that play again. Watch Mahomes' footwork. Look at his arm slot. Alex Smith had two things he was incredibly... Alex is a good quarterback. We're comparing him because he used to be here. But Alex Smith's footwork needed to be... He needed to have a strong base. and He needed everything to be working. His, his mechanics needed to be precise for him to do what he needed to do. And I don't want to always compare Patrick Mahomes to either Aaron Rodgers or Alex Smith. But whenever Alex Smith went 25 or more yards in the air, he looked like he was winding up to throw the ball through a guy. And Mahomes has a velocity that is legitimately hard to understand. And also the placement on that throw is incredible. That ball arcs right over the the linebacker. Just his outstretched fingertip. It just, just flicks right over him. Lands perfectly in Sherman's hands. Like, that play is surgical. You could not, if you were a, a an animator for Madden, you couldn't do that play better. It's just, it's incredible. All of that being said, a tremendous game from, from Pat Mahomes. Four touchdowns. The little, some of the trick plays. Andy Reid also, it needs to be in this conversation of what was more impressive. Hill versus Mahomes versus Andy Reid. But all that being said, it just, it just an absolute tremendous game from Pat Mahomes. Excuse me, Patrick. And the answer is Tyree Kill. The punt return, incredible. That touchdown, incredible. That third and 13 play, just coming up and catching stuff. But the, the catch, the, the catch that he made, I didn't see this on my timeline. I was trying to keep up with this on a, on a Greyhound bus and a sports bar and walking around and trying to stay in touch with the real world via my phone. And I saw the Sherman thing. I saw the punt return. The, the catch that Tyreek Hill made was un- unbelievable. It wasn't a great throw from Patrick Mahomes. Although it was impressive that he got it there without a perfect spiral and with the defender's helmet like literally on his bleep. But... Tyreek Hill did a did a pirouette. He went up in the air, located the ball, brought it in, sort of like double clutched it. It was unbelievable. It was I seriously, he looked like Antonio Brown with flubber on the bottom of his shoes. He have you ever gone to one of those like trampoline dodgeball places or any any of those big trampoline I mean you could just, I could just use a trampoline for this. Yeah, why do you got to go crazy and be like, oh, you ever been to that super awesome dodgeball trampoline Have you not? Because I've played it, and that's what I thought of. No, I haven't. It's fun. It's also exhausting. I'm sure. But it's 
dodgeball is fun. I like dodgeball. Um, all days in uh, PE were awesome. Yes, I, yes, I love dodgeball. Even though I was homeschooled, I just would just I would just get I would just get a basketball and then I would just throw it at my little brother. <laughs> just like I was going to say, you versus your dad. Just walking around at no. the age of eight. Right? How that have gone? Right. Boom! My 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 dad just winds yeah, up with a soccer ball. <laughs> yes. He just he just kicks the just winds up, kicks the knee, and boof. Alright, you gotta go to the nurse. You walk into your mom's <laughs> mom, room. Mom! Mom, my eye fell out. Dad hit me in the back of the head with a soccer ball at 80 miles an hour. That's Professor Professor Briscoe to you. <laughs> my, my eye is hanging out of the front of my head. What's happening? But uh, playing trampoline dodgeball. Everything's exaggerated in a way that's like dodging a ball. Crazy how that name lands. Whoa! It's you feel like you're in the Matrix because you are you are doing inhuman things. You you leap you leap six feet in the air in a way that obviously you could never do otherwise. It looked like Tyreek Hill was doing that. Like Tyreek Hill was playing trampoline football on that play. Located the ball amazingly. I just the answer to the most impressive thing from yesterday was Tyreek Hill. And Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes both deserve conversations. And the defense was also pretty good. I've got a thousand things and all that, but George has been waiting on hold very patiently. George, thank you for waiting. What's on your mind? You were homeschooled. That explains a lot. I tell you what, George, every single time I say that, the response is, well, that explains a lot. And you're not wrong. You're super right. It does. It opens up a whole world of understanding. It, it also explains why Renee's hung around so long. <laughs> why is why, How does this help me? Well, because, again, she knows she's got work to do. <laughs> You've missed on so much. That's, that's true. <laughs> Are you going to go ahead and anoint the Division 7-0? and 0? Ooh. Um, I'm, anointing, I'm anointing the Division. I've given the Chiefs the AFC West. They clinched it yesterday. You've already got one on San Diego, and you've already said San Diego's going to be their hardest opponent. Yes, I, I, you know what? I said this, I said this a little while ago, and I, I think that in Denver is the hardest, is the hardest remaining AFC West game. I think Denver's that, not terrible. See how that goes, because Denver's yes. already shown their hand. Yeah, they and they've yes, you're right, you're right. I, I think they're a decent, I think they're a decent football team. I think I think Denver is exactly the team that is good enough to literally win any week and is going to end up going eight and eight. Like that's just or or something in that in that range. Not good enough to win anything meaningful, but good enough to win on a weekly basis. Now, the other side is Mr. Mahomes. Yes, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to be your wet blanket for the entire season about this. Okay, I'm here for it. Okay, because I think Patrick Mahomes is a wonderful example of success in spite of the little things. Okay. And I mean, not necessarily his own missteps. And again, his footwork does need some work. But the fact that he can have, he can be pushed into running out of the pocket a little too quick. Yes. He can look at forcing, and you, you talk about arm strength. There's a difference between arm strength and touch. Sure. They, you were comparing him to, or not wanting to, but you were comparing him to Rodgers uh, and... And, um, and Alex Smith. And Alex Smith yeah. uh, as quarterbacks. But we also had Rich Gannon here for a while. Mm-hmm. Rich Gannon was all arm. Right. No touch. And you, you have the worry. Yes. Is, that, is he going to rely on forcing the ball? Right. Now, granted, he has good accuracy, but you also have to allow the receiver to catch the ball. Yes. On the short passes especially, he can throw it too hard, and it's just like trying to catch a, a fly ball. It's going to come down real hard on you. Sure. 
So you've got to worry about him, and then maybe this is where Reed can come in and mm-hmm. give him the guidance of what he's done to his other quarterbacks in his, in his stable. Yes. Is give him the confidence to allow the ball to be thrown with touch. Yes. And, and he's got to learn it. I agree. Um, I agree 100%. And I, and I think he's in the right place to learn that. I think that pairing with Andy Reid is another reason I think this whole experiment is going to work. That's now, part of it. The other side of it is mm-hmm. giving him the credit where he's due, but don't letting it get to his head. There's a diva factor you've got to worry about. If you give all this praise to the guy and mm-hmm. he's thinking about it too much. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, nobody likes to say they read their own bylines or their own, their own reviews, but you can't help it. Sure. And uh, who's, the guy, who's the guy on the ESPN National, Riddick? Louis Riddick, yes. Yeah. <laughs> over Mahomes. Yes. You know, that's, that's, you hear that on the national level, and it's going to play on you. Sure. Now, having said that, we still have to work on getting the Mahomes crib at the thing. Also true. Because, I mean, if you're going to have a guy being touted, he's got to have his fan base. Yes. And it's got to be vocal and it's got to be visible. Yes. So there's a good way and a bad way to do this, and that's the good way. Yes. The bad way is to just, like I said, fawn all over him in the press and fawn all over him uh, on, on after-the-game comments. Right. So I have no problem in saying that they could go 7-0 and in the division. Sure. Provided that they don't step over their own feet. Yeah, I'm with you, George, and uh, I still I feel I just I don't know how to hang up on people on the radio. I don't I feel like that was the time. I feel like I I felt like you were done. I felt like that was the right time, but I feel like it's just I would never hang up in the middle of a conversation and then just be like, oh yeah, what a good conversation. Again, Renee has to teach you how to move on. I need I need a whole I need a whole like production crew teaching me how to how to handle all these social questions. Mr. Joshua. I know, I know. It's for me everything's an improv situation. That's not always that's not always the best way to go about it. We're going to have to send you off back to the banana slug. <laughs> no, not back to the forest. Thank you, George. Adios. Um, so listen, I think the – boy, people who are new to the show have to be so confused about the banana slug. I, I think that those concerns are totally fair. I really, really do. Here's the thing about a, a couple of them. First of all, the, the equivalence between a guy with a huge arm and a guy who has no touch – is founded in years of us seeing those guys in the league, right? I mentioned Jay Cutler earlier. Jay Cutler had all of the arm and not enough of the touch. Uh, George mentioned uh, Rich Gannon. That pass to Anthony Sherman was perfect. It had the... That was the... Maybe more so than the the 69-yarder to Tyreek Hill. Nice. Maybe more than that, the pass to Anthony Sherman might be everything you're looking for. Because it was with awkward footwork and an, and an unnatural arm slot where he got the ball with all the velocity all the velocity it needed, an inch above the outstretched arm of the defender, right into the hands of Anthony Sherman. That pass was, without exaggeration, perfect. Literally. It was just actually perfect. And with that being said, I'm less worried about the touch issue than I think most people probably are. 
And I am not a natural optimist, nor am I a, uh, a chief optimist in general. I'm just trying to call it like I'm seeing it with Patrick Mahomes, and he keeps impressing me. He keeps doing all of the things that I hope he does to, to prove my optimism worthwhile. And so far, so good. All right, we're going to take a break. Whenever we come back, I want to talk about what Andy Reid did yesterday. There's so much from this game, and we're just going through it chunk by chunk. We'll also hear from Andy Reid and hear from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, We'll hear from Andy Reid on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, We'll do a whole bunch of that coming up next year on ESPN Kansas City. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. Something, something, Patrick Mahomes, sexy deep ball. On 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. I've still got streamers on my microphone. We are still bathing in the afterglow of the Chiefs' victory. Of the Chiefs' victory over the Chargers yesterday. (laughs) Handful of things from the comments. Blast through real quick. Anita is yelling at us about Spencer Ware. Just yelling. I do. The running game is interesting. Uh, Ware came in and did some good things. He hasn't played football in a year. That's important. Kareem Hunt looked pretty good whenever he was out there. I'm excited about how this offense evolves with both of those running backs there. Also, you've got the dual Williamses. The running game didn't do it. It didn't have. As much of an impact as several other things we've talked about so far today, but it was impactful in that way. I think the running game is really exciting at this point. Something else that George mentioned um, that I wanted to... By the way, some people in the Facebook comments are not respecting George and his like show Mount Rushmore-ness. You respect George. I will not abide by George's disrespect in the Facebook comments. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Anyway... Um, George mentioned uh, the idea of Mahomes succeeding in spite of the little things. And I think that's fair. And I also think it's great. Because Mahomes said as much. I I took a screenshot from what I think was Sam Mellinger's article um, from the Star yesterday. It's from the Kansas City Star. I think it says Mahomes. But here's, uh, here's a couple of paragraphs. Here's something to think about. The Chiefs did all this, and the run blocking was unimpressive. Hunt managed just 49 yards on 16 carries. Sherman was the second leading receiver with just that one hilarious play. And Travis Kelsey caught only one of six targets. Mahomes self-critiqued, too, volunteering postgame that he felt non-existent pressure. We'll hear from Mahomes in a little bit. On one snap, which caused him to miss a chance to hit Sammy Watkins deep. Speaking of Watkins, he dropped the relatively easy pass that would have been a first down and instead caused a three and out. I add parenthetically, that may have been a touchdown. It certainly was a first down, though. Quote, there's definitely stuff we need to keep working on, Mahomes said, and I'll keep learning. I'll see that with film. This is a bonkers creation, in other words. An otherworld talent quarterback who turns 23 next week and is surrounded by the league's reigning rushing champ, the sport's fastest human, a second receiver making a million per game, a tight end who cannot be covered by one man. I agree that the Chiefs are doing some things and did some things yesterday in spite of the little things. And I'm not worried about the thing that, that George brought up of what if it goes to Mom's head or whatever? What if he stops improving? Dude doesn't seem wired to ever stop improving. Everything we've heard about him has been that he's, he's making every mistake once. Seems like he wants to be the best person to play this game. 
I'm excited about all of it. And I'm excited about the fact that I don't... That yesterday, the Chiefs' offense was pretty damn good. And it wasn't... I don't know if it was close to this team's offensive ceiling. Also, it gets a pretty good defense. Without Joey Bosa, should be noted. But how many times did Melvin, uh, Melvin Ingram make himself known to you yesterday? And you could say the same about Justin Houston, but the Chiefs also had no Eric Berry. It's a pretty good defense. Offense looked really good. Had a really nice result they put out there. A lot of points and a W. And I don't think it was even all that close to their best game. So I'm with George's point of they did some winning in spite of the little things, and I'm thrilled about that because this is the dude's first meaningful football game. Second, you know, full game playing. And last time he played, he actually got bumped by Tyler Bray for a little bit. And they had to come back in and clean up Tyler Bray's mess. I think that's crazy, man. Beards, can we get Andy Reid on Patrick Mahomes here in just a second? On the Andy Reid point, he's the the other guy that we just haven't simply haven't talked about enough yet. First of all, he freaking owns the AFC West. He's like seventeen and three now in the division or something. But the play designs were incredible. Like that that flip through the running back play. Once it was to Anthony Thomas, and once it was to, to Tyreek Hill, those were two of Patrick Mahomes' touchdowns. The, do you know what you saw? First of all, there's not a chance in hell you knew what you saw the first time you saw that, right? I was so confused. Mahomes pitches the ball like an inch in front of and past and through Kareem Hunt. Into the sprinting, waiting arms of either D'Anthony Thomas or Tyreek Hill. And especially the D'Anthony Thomas one, it was legitimately. That play was so great that it was boring. I watched the replay like five times, and by the fifth, I didn't even feel anything anymore. I've got a perfect comp also. He was wide open, too. There was there was nothing. There was He could have, he he could jogged, have, basically. He could have gotten on all fours and army crawled into the end zone. Tell me how you, what you feel about this this comp, Beards. That play, it, it, again, it is so beautiful that it's actually boring to watch. Because I feel like they could do that play a thousand times and score a thousand touchdowns. It is a photorealistic painting. This is my comp. Because it is so well executed. It is so perfect and intricately wonderful in every way that it left me going, oh yeah, I see what you're doing there. That's nice. That's what photorealistic painting did. I go, oh wow, I'm impressed by it. But it's like, oh that, yeah, that great. That looks like a picture of a, you know, the bottom half of a face with like some water dripping off of it or whatever. Like, wow, that is incredible. You did an amazing job making that look exactly like a picture. I'm gonna go look at something a little more impressionistic now, right? That's what I do. That's what this play was. This play was like it was too easy. It was too beautiful. It was amazing. It honestly just incredible and even some of the routes and stuff like if Watkins catches that one that he drops it's it's either a first down or a huge touchdown the the hill touchdown that he caught downfield beautiful like the, the whole offense man it was it was beauty 
And by the way, Andy Reid is just having a really good time with Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's just getting started. Don't raise your eyebrows at me like that, Beards. You know what I meant. I do. Because, like, all of a sudden, you're, you're just... I don't want to say that Andy Reid was driving a, a, a play school kitty car. That's not fair. But Andy Reid was, like, Andy Reid is a really, 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 really good driver. And, and a mechanic, even. We'll say that, all right? And man, he just, he drove the bleep out of the Honda Civic that was here for a few years. Honda Civic, not good enough. Is that unfair? Um, I was going to go with like maybe a Ford Explorer or something. Sure. That's fine. You, you know what? You give, him, you give him a Mustang if you want. I don't know. It's because that's like, I feel like that's kind of, I don't know. Or like one of those little Mazda convertibles or something. That's good. I like that. It's a little, it can be stylish yeah. if you pull it off. I like that. So he was driving a little like a Mazda convertible. He drove the bleep out of that car, man. And he was in there under the hood. Uh, this is going to get gross. He was in there under the hood and like he was installing like a turbo jet fuel tank. And man, Andy Reid just, he drove the bleep out of that Mazda. He got every mile out of it. He got every mile per hour out. Every, 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 every horse of power. That's how that metric works, right? And he was great at it. Now he's driving a Ferrari. And it's also a Ferrari that he hasn't driven yet, right? Andy Reid sort of, he's test-driven the Ferrari here and there for a year. Yesterday was his, his first full drive with the Ferrari. I think Andy Reid, even though he's a good he's a good driver in a Mazda or a Chevy or a Ford, whatever. He's a good driver. Well, now he's got a Ferrari. I think as he learns how to handle all that power and as he as as Patrick Mahomes to break the analogy a little bit, as Mahomes figures out how to how to use all of it for good, I think Andy Reid's gonna just have a damn good time driving it. And just some of the stuff that Reid was doing yesterday was just like obscene, man. How do you stop that play that with the misdirections and also what about the play with Spencer Ware and, and like in the Wildcat, where Mahomes was sort of walked out of the way and it was it was where, and I think it was Hunt and Hill. Um, also, make sure you enunciate whenever you... It might have been... Kel no, it was, it was Kelsey and Hill. Nope, Kelsey and Hunt with where in the Wildcat, I believe. Sure. It was definitely Kelsey and where took the snap. Can't remember if it was Hunter Hill. But that play, where kept it. I think, I think where was reading the defense on it. But later on, that play is going to show up again. You can see those three guys back there, and he's actually going to hand it off to either Hill or Hunt, and they're going to follow Kelsey around the edge, and Kelsey's just going to lead block, and that play is going to be unstoppable that way also. Andy Reid is just, he's playing in the future with all this. Let's hear from Andy Reid. Uh, this, uh, this is him after the game yesterday talking about uh, about Patrick Mahomes. Well, this is a teleconference from today. Oh, you're right. Sorry, this isn't a presser. This is... Today's teleconference. teleconference. Does it include the question still? It does. I mean, so I don't really need to set it up, do I? Hacha! Andy, in looking back at the game, uh, in looking back at the game, Andy, were there one or two plays that stood out to you um, that you really liked from Mahomes? Anything that you know, you're like, wow, that one really worked, or uh, just just as far as like his individual play? 
Yeah, so he had, listen, he, he did a nice job for his first game out. Um, I thought he was poised. I, you know, he, sometimes hitting the wide open receivers is the toughest thing. Um, and, uh, um, you know, he, he Sherm was, a, that was a beautiful throw to Sherm. I was anticipating the corner falling off on Sherm and 51 carrying Kels. Um, but he read through that and he just ended up being how we practiced it uh, during the week. Uh, we were trying to get our corner to fall off on, on Sherm and give him that look too, but it, our corner felt like, you know, the guy should. So anyway, so that was, uh, that was a good play for him. Um, I, you know, the, the touchdown at Tyreek, uh, on the play action look there, I thought the RPO was, uh, that was pretty, pretty nice throw. Um, we, he had somebody at his feet there and then he threw it like three quarter arm and threw a strike. He had another nice one. He had a couple of nice ones to Sammy. The first one got away from Sam and then. Second one was a really good catch by Sam. So down, ah. put us down in there tight. So it was uh, uh, at the two. Ah. Somebody duck hunting. <laughs> I heard that someone left their phone on vibrate. Andy Reid asked if someone was duck hunting. <laughs> That's extremely good. Good work, Beards. Thank you for leaving that in. Can you, uh, also, at some point, I told you to mark something there, Beards. Just go back a few seconds before you actually marked it. It sounds like Andy Reid just gets lost in thought here for a while. Like he's just like he's just thinking about just like a really just a just a borderline spiritual experience. Also, just <laughs> Andy Reid's becoming Ned Yost. He's like, yeah, it was a great play to Sherm, and then also you know I was doing some, the corner was going off on Kels and. You can't, you can't just call him Sherman and Kelsey. There was also this great little clip. Sometimes hitting the wide open receivers is the toughest thing. And I like that little laugh he yes. has in there. And he's like, "Oh, good time." Yeah. <laughs> what was the clip you wanted? Also, just him kind of getting lost in thought. Okay. Just him sort can... of thinking about how great Patrick Mahomes is, and also I would say how great he is at being an offensive genius in in the NFL. We're just sort of just sort of talking and just kind of, oh god, I'm good at this. That's that's where I that's how I read that. It's fun, man. It really it's just fun. And there are there are the couple of plays that show up, and then there are the plays that that weren't capitalized on, like the the Watkins drop. That again, the throw to trap to it to Tyree Kill that he went up and got whenever he became Antonio Brown flubber. Uh, was incredible, but it wasn't a great play for Mahomes. It was an unbelievable play from Tyreek Hill. Did you find that little clip of Andy Reid getting lost in his own thoughts? I was also going to just do this real quick. Okay. Somebody duck hunting? <laughs> but yeah, I think I did. <laughs> okay, try it. I, you know, the, the touchdown at Tyreek uh, on the play action look there, I thought the RPO was uh, that was pretty pretty nice throw. Um, <laughs> we, he had somebody at his feet there, and then he threw it like three quarter arm. I just think that's. I just. <laughs> sorry, there was more. He had another nice one. He had a couple nice ones to Sam. The first one got away from Sam, and then. I just think that's just him going like, yeah, but not unless yeah, this I'm isn't. Good. Yes, I think it's a little bit of that, and a little bit of he's pretty good, and then also just like, 
I, I don't want to just do this because Andy reads. This isn't about Andy Reid. This is legitimately like how I would think of this. Like if someone asked you like to describe like a really good meal, like I feel like you start doing that eventually. Start talking about slim chickens for long enough, and you're like, this is the the actual chicken itself is like so crispy, but it's also really juicy and the tender. The barbecue sauce is just amazing. The barbecue, the spicy barbecue sauce is. The sides are just better than every other chicken had. place. The fries are really good. They're crispy. They stay warm They're longer. They are seasoned. The Their chicken are great. stays so hot for. Incredible amount. It's of time. weird, but it's true. It's really good. The cookie's also good. The raspberry iced tea is just just incredible. Like that's like that's what I'm doing whenever I'm talking that way. Hey, some chickens. Where's our money at, dude? Like we're cutting freaking promos for you, man. Send us some nugs. They don't have nuggets, but I. They have wings. Their wings are really good. They are good. They're, they're really, they're very good. Not a sponsor, unfortunately. Uh-oh, I just spiked my little, I've been playing with the little, like, party popper throughout the show Keep today. Going. Forward. Nope. Where, nope. What's that? Hold on. Nope. nope. You just hit it. It's right in front of the tripod. Da, Ta-da! I, I couldn't see it that whole time if you were wondering why. You're just giving me play by plan how to pick up a thing that was supposedly right in front of me. They're showing Chargers highlights right now on... On ESPN, why? What do the Chargers do to earn this? Whatever. Can we hear from uh, from Patrick Mahomes also this segment before we bounce and then close up shop? We got we got bumped by NASCAR beginning of today's show. You want so the it's a little short press conference usual. from last night, five minute one? Yeah, is this podium? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is just I I want to just give you the full sampling here. We'll probably do this all year. We'll give you especially whenever it's a nice five minutes. I want to know what Patrick Mahomes thought of his own performance last night, what he learned from what we heard, gave you a little bit earlier, the thing that he thinks he needs to improve on. Here is Patrick Mahomes' presser after the game last night. With the way the offense was sort of designed for today, how well did you think you guys did from a pass protective standpoint understanding where the ball needed to be placed? And do you feel like this was as normal of a second start as you could possibly get? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely stuff that we have to keep working on and keep I have to keep learning from and I'll see that with the film but I, I mean just from being out there there was stuff that I could have hit that I didn't uh there were, I can know one instance where I was protected and I thought I was going to be hot and Sammy was wide open I could have made the throw and so I mean there's just little stuff like that you have to just keep improving in order to keep having success in this league describe each of the shovel passes just to whatever degree you can explain the, the slide of hand and, and yeah, I mean, when you have the weapons where you have the threat of Kareem running it down there and then Tyreek hitting it from the, uh, on the sweep or uh, Dad, I mean, it's hard for defenses to kind of choose which they're going to try to take away. And so uh, we had good man zone IDs on those, and so I just read it, uh, how we read it in practice and got it in those guys' hands, and they scored touchdowns. How fun is it to run that play in practice to see what is possible? I mean, it's really fun for me because I mean, it's, a, it's a passing touchdown. So, uh, But, it, but uh, I mean, it, it's cool just to be able to get the ball out quick and uh, – when you have 13 and 10 catching it, and I mean, I'm sure we'll add some other guys in there, and just staying the speed and, and them making plays is always uh, cool. Pat, that, that touchdown to Tyreek uh, early on, was that one of those ones where, based off of what you did the line of scrimmage, you knew that was going to be there? Yeah, I mean, it was what I mean, everybody talks about the RPOs. I mean, it was a run play with a pass option, and uh, I read the linebacker. He bid on the run fake, and uh, I just I gave it to Tyreek, and uh, he got one-on-one with the safety and used his speed to get around the edge. What gives you confidence that Anthony Sherman can make that play? Uh, it, it, the play wasn't actually designed for Sherm, uh, but 
the craziest thing is the three times that we ran it in practice this week, he came open and caught touchdowns. And so we, we, we were trying to get it scouted up to get it to get the two inside guys, and but it just kept working out that way. And, of course, the, it comes to the game, and it works out exactly how we practiced it. And so I put it out there. And, uh, I mean, I have a lot of trust he's going to be in the right spot, and he made the play. That first touch that you just talked about to, to Tyree, did you have to get rid of that quicker than, than you would have liked that, that rush came on? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, because it's a it's a it's a run play. So uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're blocking their runs, their run protection rules, and or they're go, moving out to the left, and I have to get the ball out of my hand. And so uh, it helped that Tyreek hit it fast. I put the ball in his hands, and uh, he, like I said, made everybody miss, and we scored a touchdown. When you get a big play like you did two minutes into the game on the turn, what is that? How does that look? Like? Yeah, you have to, you kind of have to go back to what, where you started at. I, I think the next few drives I was trying to get the big play again and I as we kind of got stuff going late late in the half I kind of worked on this let's get a drive sustained let's get something going I think at the beginning of the game they had our defense on the field like the entire uh first half and I feel like that last drive before the half kind of got us all right we can get get a drive going and score like that way before you talked about the Chargers defense facing Joey Bosa and Mel what difference did you see in that defense today I mean, they still flew around. Uh, we we game planned them well. Uh, I mean, you have to when you play a defense with this many talented dudes. But uh, I mean, they they still flew around. Ingram was everywhere. It felt like even those other D linemen that were in were everywhere on the field. And uh, luckily, we had a good game plan. I got it to those receivers quick before they could get to me, and they made plays. I mean, that play he made on the the ball over the top was was spectacular. Uh, I said it to him on the field. When I threw it, I thought it was a touchdown. Like I I, I was already running down the field, and for him to flip. Flip around, find the ball, and then knock it down. I mean, that, that's the special plays that you'd be great in this league with. Philip made uh, this was his 193rd start in a row. This was his second. Mm -hmm. What did you think about watching him it's it's always cool watching Philip play. I mean, he I grew up watching him play, and then just to see how early he releases the ball, how well he sees the defense. I mean, he's a he's a great quarterback, and so anytime you get to watch him live is a special experience. With this being week one, how would you describe the dynamic and like the chemistry of your offense? Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, we still have to get better. Uh, I feel like we left a lot out there. We we scored on some big plays, but but sustaining drives and being able to execute wherever we need to execute is something that I think we need to keep working on as we go throughout the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, we, we have great relationships in the locker room. I mean, offense, defense, special teams, we joke around all the time, but at the same time, hold each other accountable. And so I feel like that's something that we can build upon every single day and hopefully that we can have a lot of success with. Last one, you heard a lot of questions this week about how you would feel going in, not being too hyped up or too excited. Just kind of how do you uh, keep yourself calm and just what was it like going out there for the first time? Yeah, it was hard after Tyreek returned the punt, like the first drive. Uh, but uh, I try to calm myself down and just kind of run the offense. It helped uh, last year having that Denver game. I knew when I first got out there, I was too excited and try to go ahead and calm myself down before having to make a mistake first. Patrick Mahomes after the game yesterday. Uh, I, I think it's good to note that there are things that are improving on. We mentioned that earlier, read some of the quotes to you. Also, that play to Anthony Sherman was not designed to go that way, which is interesting. Like, it makes sense that you're not designing plays for your fullback streaking down the sideline. Um, but it was just, like, it was perfect. The throw and, and the play, is just, yeah, just crazy. All right, we have a little more time coming up next. Try to take some more comments if we can on the Facebook pages, Twitter, whatever. And uh, I got more things I want to talk about, dang it. Good thing we have all another week of shows to do.
You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. I've been a Chiefs fan now and I've, I've for my, my entire short life, and I haven't seen any quarterbacks that are out here ready to go Rocket Jeans commercial. I want Patrick Mahomes to have the ability to go absolutely crush a commercial selling denim. I want that for my quarterback. Gonna, with Joshua Briscoe. What are they going to do with his voice? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> Pat Mahomes with uh, Lee Jeans here. On ESPN Kansas City. That's why he's dead to the show. <laughs> you can't come up here and make fun of our quarterback and then be asked to return. <laughs> Oh, man. There's some uh, questions in the comments. First of all, RJ, correct me. Andy Reid is apparently 17-2 and against the AFC West. I don't know if that's all-time or as Chiefs head coach. I could do the math, but we're running out of show. Um, also, there's been some uh, some conversations about Travis Kelsey in the comments. Brad says he got on fantasy and stuff, and that's not great, which I understand. Um, here's the thing, man. The Chiefs have a lot of mouths to feed. And I actually think I actually think that it's reasonable to have a little bit of concern and be like, hey, is is Kelsey enjoying this? But here's the thing. There are gonna be weeks whenever Sammy Watkins has one catch. There might be weeks whenever Travis Kelsey or whenever uh, Tyree Kill does. At this point I'm starting to question that one more than anything though, because he's just looking like he's looking like Antonio Brown with flubber on his shoes. I'm sticking with that analogy. Um, oh, also some other NFL things really quick. So the Browns and the Steelers tied, and that's hilarious. But I just saw apparently they both missed like pretty short field goals in overtime. I hadn't seen how it ended, but that's kind of hilarious. Also, you know why I'm not afraid of the, the new running back for the Steelers? Have you seen his hair? Wow, that's horrendously awful. It's horrendous. I think they're making fun of it right now on, on ESPN. Like, really true. Like, I'm not in the game to make fun of other people's hair. That's some trash, man. Ah, that's just bad. Uh, also, the Broncos looked decent from what I saw against the Seahawks. I also have no idea how good the Seahawks are. The Seahawks might not be good anymore. I really don't know. Um, and so I think that the, the Chargers and Broncos are, are both... I think they're both teams that are good enough to win every week and will not win anything substantial. I would still take the Chargers over the Broncos, and the Raiders aren't good, but we'll see them tonight and see if uh, they can prove me at all wrong there. Oh, Andy Reid on the Steelers. We'll save that for tomorrow. We got a bunch of other Andy Reid sound and just a ton of stuff to talk about. I got some Chicago stories that I need to tell that I'm not going to have time to tell today because we've just gotten very chiefy. Um, so if you're if you're watching this show on Facebook today, because we're in lots of places, thank you for watching the show today. If you want more of it, like the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. We are live on Facebook literally every single weekday. Every weekday, usually two hours, unless there's a insane, very, very, very poorly timed NASCAR situation. Cam Newton's outfit, pretty dope. I got it. I kind of they're clowning him on ESPN. I like it. I would wear that. This is my one fix for Patrick Mahomes. I wish Patrick Mahomes dressed like Cam Newton or Russell Westbrook. I want my team's quarterback to be a fashion god. Even if it's just like Travis Kelsey, I'd be down with that. We do have Kelsey. I should probably just count my blessings. We've got that we have Travis Kelsey. The Broncos are 
the Broncos had the worst quarterback play in the history of all time last year. So I think there's a chance that they were a little bit underestimated. I still don't think they're a good team, though. Anyway, so if you like the show at all, if you've enjoyed any of this, no matter how it is that you're getting it, uh, just go, you can like the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. There's also an almost entirely sports Facebook page. The show's also there every day. We cross-post it. Or if you really don't want to like things on Facebook because you, you know, hate the idea of us getting that sort of validation, knowing that you're a fan, just go subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever to get your podcast. Just search Almost Entirely Sports. Every breath of this show is there. Although, actually, there are some Facebook exclusives today. So, those are those are just in the moment. Those are lost to time. Other than that, everything is, is podcasted. This has been Almost Entirely Sports. The Chiefs are one or no. <laughs> Bye, Mom! You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe on ESPN Kansas City.